thank you for joining us once again as uh, uh, we take our Tuesday morning devotion. We devote it to uh, uh, what we call unpacking uh, from uh, the previous Sunday's sermon. And this past Sunday, we went back into uh, Genesis 3. We had uh, surveyed Genesis 3 the previous Sunday. Uh, this past Sunday, we went back into verses 14 through 19 of Genesis 3 uh, to try to tease out a, a little bit more of the implications of what we call the curse, the, uh, that is God's uh, pronouncement uh, upon Adam and Eve, our first parents, uh, uh, the uh, original uh, rebels against God, so to speak. And um, uh, so we, we came back and uh, looked at that, it, it, but, but the, the theme and the purpose was to begin to think about reversing this curse or uh, uh, living uh, redemptively or living in view of redemption even though uh, we experience uh, all of the full consequences of God's curse. And so let's, uh, let's just zero in on verses 17, 18, and 19 from Genesis 3. We'll read those in uh, just a moment. Uh, the aspect of the curse that's directed uh, specifically uh, to, to Adam. Uh, we, we talked about the fact that uh, this curse uh, was addressed first of all to the serpent, then to the woman, uh, then to the man. And we see all the various consequences uh, related to the uh, ultimate defeat of, of the serpent by the seed of the woman, uh, the humility or the humiliating defeat that's symbolized uh, by his uh, crawling on the belly and eating the dust, and uh, then the, the complications, the, the pain in childbirth, uh, the uh, domestic unrest uh, uh, that uh, is characteristic of both the man and, and the woman, uh, to, to be honest. But it creates conflict in, in the home, and that is always problematic. And then uh, to the man, uh, the uh, particular aspects of the curse that, again, while spoken to the man, uh, affect uh, the entirety of humanity. So let's, uh, let's look at... The, the text beginning in verse 17. And to Adam he said, God speaking to Adam, because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. And in pain you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth uh, for you. And you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken. For you are dust, and to dust you shall uh, return. Now, first, just uh, if you look there at verse 17, uh, so uh, the word because, okay? Uh, God is saying, because of what you have done, Adam, I'm speaking to you now, uh, and I'm speaking not a word of promise, not a word of blessing, but a, a word of, of, of curse. And it's because you've listened to your wife. Now, I don't think that we're to understand that, uh, that uh, we should never listen to our wives. I, you know, that would be a very wooden type of uh, interpretation of the text. But it, it is that, uh, that Adam uh, allowed Eve, uh, under the influence of the serpent, Satan, uh, to usurp uh, the authority, the right, the, the privilege, 
that was granted to him. Uh, he was not there uh, to protect his wife, to defend her. And so all of the, uh, the fall happened because of uh, Adam's uh, abdication. So it, it is uh, uh, that Adam uh, did not uh, fulfill his duties, his responsibility uh, in leadership within uh, the husband and wife arrangement within uh, the home. Again, I, I wouldn't say that husbands never listen to your wives because you know, disaster always comes from that. that that's not uh, what uh, that uh, means. And so, so all of nature is cursed, and uh, uh, the, the implications go beyond the, the difficulty of keeping your yard green or uh, growing tomatoes in your backyard garden. While that's inclusive, uh, it certainly extends to all of the difficulties associated uh, with nature. Uh, if you stay out in the sun too long, you'll get sunburned and you could even uh, have uh, life-threatening issues. If you uh, get too hot uh, from being outside too long, you could have life-threatening uh, issues. Uh, if you uh, travel uh, into uh, uh, the vast uh, reaches of, of the north in the wilderness, you could be eaten by a bear or freeze to death. I mean, we could go on and on and on of the hostility of, of a cursed uh, uh, natural realm. And so all of those things uh, are, are true. And of course, the great reality of death, that which God warned about in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Uh, they did. Now, the first implication was their spiritual death. Uh, they were severed uh, from the source of all life. Uh, that fellowship was broken and uh, they died spiritually. They were no longer in a living or a vital or a life-giving relationship uh, with God. And that can only be restored in regeneration. And that, that really takes us to the point that we wanted to drive home that the only possibility for reversing uh, the curse, and, and that's uh, kind of a, not a very technical way of, of saying what uh, I wanted uh, to say because the curse is in place and, and it, it, we suffer the consequences. We don't uh, remove ourselves uh, from under the curse uh, other than the fact that uh, in Christ we are redeemed uh, from uh, the consequential uh, curse and even the curse of the law. We're saved from the wrath of God expressed uh, in, in the curse, but we still live uh, in, in, in a fallen realm experiencing uh, the great weight of that. But if we're no, to know something of the foreshadowing of the, of the consummation of the present work of redemption, it begins with our regeneration. That we must uh, be born again. We emphasize that, that we must have spiritual life where there's spiritual death. Uh, Paul's very clear that as for you, you were dead. Uh, speaking to the believer that previously, prior to your conversion, you were dead. Okay, And so uh, to live a gospel-informed, gospel-empowered, gospel-centered life, you must be born again. You must be regenerated. So in some sense, the rever or in, a, in the very real sense, uh, reversing the, the curse upon the home and upon the individual is rooted in the work of uh, regeneration and the redeeming work, and that based on the redeeming work of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we talked about conversion. We talked about the necessity of the filling of the Spirit. Uh, that, that is, Christians still sin, and they stand in need of the constant, constant uh, interaction, interface, fellowship, 
with the living God through His present Holy Spirit. And that is both uh, cultivated and, and nurtured uh, through our commitment to the Word of God. Uh, any Christian that is severed from uh, being integrated and being under the Word of God uh, is going to struggle in every facet of life. Uh, they're even, and I, I know I probably say this too much, but if you know, have no interest in the Word of God in both uh, uh, taking hold of it for yourself and studying it for yourself and being under uh, the teaching of one called to, to lead your church and gathering for worship, you need to think seriously as to whether or not you're converted. And so we talked a bit about the word-centeredness and uh, how to uh, kind of just introduce the concept of uh, the law and the gospel of something we've talked about frequently. And we're going to explore that uh, in the coming this coming Sunday. So we'll talk about that again on Friday in our packing uh, for uh, worship. And of course, I think the highlight for me and I, if you can go back and listen to this uh, once again, and, and I, somebody's already asked me to kind of uh, put it uh, in the form of a bit of an essay that they would like to have a copy. But the last thing I raised uh, was the parallel between God's creative act from the side of Adam and God's redemptive act symbolized in the piercing of the side of our Lord Jesus Christ. That Adam as the source of life for the bride and our Lord Jesus Christ uh, uh, from his side flowed uh, the very source of our redemption, namely the blood and the water, the word and spirit, and the blood through which we are cleansed. And so, uh, and again, speaking in terms of how marriage symbolizes and foreshadows and communicates and portrays the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is the ultimate priority of marriage, the ultimate meaning of marriage. That's why we stay married uh, when in, in difficult seasons is because we are portraying, we have the great privilege of portraying before a watching world, but believers and unbelievers, uh, the great truth and the great power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So uh, I hope that's helpful for you and I hope uh, it's a blessing for your day and we'll look forward to seeing you once again tomorrow.